0: Hey, this is Dean Winchester. Thanks for checking out Supernatural Speakeasy Podcast. Don't forget to get a like, subscribe, do all that other crazy crap.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to this week's episode of Supernatural Speakeasy. I'm Natasha and this is Michelle. Hey, hey. This week we're going over season two, episode two, Everybody Loves a Clown. All right, let's get started.
0: Okay, so, all right, this is your spoiler warning. We're going to talk about all things supernatural. So, we're going to talk about episode two. But before we do, let's talk about the road so far. Last time, Dean was about to be reaped by the reaper Tessa. Until John Winchester made a deal with the yellow-eyed demon, the cult, and John's soul for Dean's life. So now, here we go with episode two, Everybody Loves a Clown. In the opening, there is a family enjoying a carnival. The daughter sees a clown and tells her parents to look but. When they look, the clown disappears. So they go home, and on the way home, the girl sees the clown again. And then they go home, they go to bed, and at bedtime, the girl sees the clown standing outside their house. So she goes downstairs, and she unlocks the door, and she lets the clown come inside. (laughs) Okay, So, seriously, did these parents not teach their little girl about Stranger Danger? (laughs) Okay, so I have a question. Natasha, clowns. Scary or not scary? (laughs) Scary. Did you have a traumatic event with a clown at one point? Yes. It. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that'll do it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that pretty... uh, pretty traumatic. <laughs> so, yeah. And yeah. The, new, the new version of it is still kind of scary, too, so...
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think part one's scarier than part two, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about it. That was a good point. Um, me, I don't really think clowns are scary, but yeah, I would say I was traumatized by... The It with uh, Tim Curry. (laughs) That movie scared me. (laughs) So in season one, Supernatural kind of looked at some more classic fears and whatnot with, you know, some urban legends. And we did get into some vampires towards the end. And now Supernatural's back at it again with clowns. Fear of clowns. So you know it's going to be interesting. All right, so moving on. After the opening, we see Sam and Dean giving their father a hunter's funeral. And if you're a fan of Supernatural, Hunter, you know that a hunter's funeral is when they burn the body, salt and burn the body, essentially. So that way they prevent any... um, What's the word I'm looking for? Any so their spirit doesn't linger behind and they don't become uh angry. While they're standing there, Sam asks Dean if their dad said anything before he died, and Dean says no. Dun dun dun. Dean totally lied to Sammy. We know last time that before John left Dean's hospital room he kind of told him to keep an eye out for sammy and then leaned over and whispered something into dean's ear and the audience we don't know what was said but it bothered dean enough to where he is not saying a word to sam sam finds a lead on the demon because at this point, you know, they're hanging out at Bobby's, Dean's trying to work on fixing the Impala, and it's been about a week, and Sam uh, found a four-month-old voicemail from one of their father's phones, and uh, leads them to an old bar, and I'm so excited because... This is where the boys find Ellen, Joe and Ash. This is our first introduction to these characters. I love them so much. Um we've got Ellen and Joe. Ellen is the mom, Joe's the daughter that run the bar and Ash is just a uh, you know, a mullet-loving genius. <laughs> um the bar is a place where a lot of hunters on the show uh, frequent. So they're all familiar with the life and everything that comes with it. So um, the when the boys get there, they meet them, and they find out that Ellen's the one that left the voicemail offering to help John with the yellow-eyed demon. And when they ask her about it, that she points them to Ash, who, when we first see him as... <laughs> passed out on... Was it a pool table? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> passed out on a pool table. And uh, they hand him all this intel, all this research their father has done on the yellow-eyed demon, and Ash kind of looks over it and tells the boys to give him... Kind of thanks for a second... 51 hours. <laughs> so... I thought that was a very odd, specific amount of time. (laughs) (laughs) So with this time they have to kill, um, they take on a case. They see this little folder that Ellen had um, behind the bar, and when Sammy's looking at it, she tells him that she was going to pass that information along to whatever hunters come by and Sam tells her that they'll go ahead and look into it. The clown from the opening left the girl unharmed, ripped her parents to pieces and then vanished into thin air. This is where we find out Sam's fear of clowns. (laughs) And of course, Dean Doesn't let him forget about it. (laughs) He kind of teases him about it throughout the episode. It's great. (laughs) In the folder, there are other similar clown killings that have happened in different locations. So the boys figure the spirit is tied to a cursed object. Because the carnival travels to multiple locations, they figure that's the way the spirit is moving around everywhere. While they drive to the carnival, the killer clown strikes again. I will say, even though I don't think clowns are scary, except for maybe, you know, the it clown. If I woke up one morning and I looked up and saw a clown next to my bed, that would scare the living daylights out of me. (laughs) Of oh, the night. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, Rutro, row this is the end. <laughs> <laughs> In order to find the cursed object, the boys sign up to work at the carnival. Sam finds human remains inside the funhouse. A skeleton, to be exact. And before the boys can investigate further, they hear a little girl tell her parents to look at the clown. The boys look in the direction she's pointing and there's no clown to be seen. So Sam and Dean follow the family to their home. In the middle of the night the little girl brings the clown inside the house. Now I think she brings him through the back of the through a back door of the house because Sam and Dean when they find out She's bringing in the clown. They go inside the house. So I guess they went in through the front door. I was kind of confused how they got in without the girl and the clown seeing them. I don't know. Anyways, the boys managed to get inside the house, waiting for the little girl to pass by with the clown. And Sam grabs the girl, why, white- while Dean shoots the clown with rock salt and that dude just falls thud to the ground and instead of disappearing like a, like a normal spirit would. And then it gets up and leaps through the door and disappears. Um, of course, not without totally shattering the glass of the door, which was kind of weird because spirits don't they're not typically solid. <laughs> After making a phone call to Ellen, Sam finds out that they may be dealing with a Rakshasa. And I don't know why, but that is really hard for me to say. Rakshasa, according to Ellen, is a race of ancient Hindu creatures that appear in human form and feed on human flesh. Gross. They can make themselves invisible and can't enter a home without first being invited to come inside, which sounds a lot like a vampire because, you know, I'm a huge fan of the Vampire Diaries. That was like a big thing of the show. Um, <laughs> anyways. Um, they go on to say that they can be killed with a dagger made of pure brass, and they sleep on a bed of dead insects oh that's so gross why i mean just (laughs) sleeping on a sack of slimy crunchy dead bugs sounds like the stuff of nightmares Uh, that's disgusting (laughs) anyways the boys go back to the carnival to find the blade and a dead bug bed (laughs) Dean asks the blind knife thrower if he has any knives made of brass. So they go back to his little trailer and the knife thrower tells him to look inside a trunk. And Dean doesn't find any knives, but he does find a clown costume and a wig. So Dean turns around, he's like, you? And the knife thrower kind of gives him this creepy smile. And vanishes but he's still there because then knives start being flung at Dean and he takes off trying to get away from being stabbed <laughs> um he runs into Sam and Sam says to go into the funhouse um they get separated momentarily And Sam just kind of yells to Dean to find the maze. And so Dean's trying to find his way to the maze while Sam heads to a calliope that's playing music. And the calliope has what looks like brass pipes. So Sam pulls one of the pipes off. And Dean finally meets up with Sam just in time for the Rakshasa to catch up and pin Dean to the wall with some knives. You know, thankfully, the knives just got his jacket and kept him there on the wall, not actually, you know, not by any uh, spiritual, natural magic force pinning him to the wall or, you know, actually piercing his body to the wall. <laughs> Um, so Sam's got the brass pipe to stab the Rakshasa, but he can't see him. And Dean looks up and there is some kind of lever to release steam out of this pipeline that's above on the ceiling. And the steam helps them find the Rakshasa and Dean's able to tell Sam where it is, and Sam successfully stabs the Rakshasa, killing it. Huzzah. Which, um, he doesn't exactly reappear, but his clothes that he was wearing reappear, and uh, he just kind of, I guess, evaporated or melted. Weird. That's kind of usually how these creatures go down, right? (laughs) Back at the bar, Ash tells the boys he'll contact them once his computer finds any more omens to track the demons. So basically, Ash took all the information and research their dad found, plugged it into his computer, and made it to where turned his computer into some kind of alarm system so that if any of these things happen, any you know um, I think it was sup- it was uh, su- you know, natural disasters like earthquakes and lightning and dead cattle and things. Any of those things happen. He said anywhere in the world, his computer will go off and he'll let the boys know. So they've got a plan in place to track the demon. And now it's just a waiting game. Boys leave the bar and go back to Bobby's where Dean goes back to working on the Impala. And earlier in the show, we see the boys kind of talking about their, you know, how they're dealing with or not dealing with their father's death. And here at the end, we see Sammy, telling Dean that he feels so guilty about the way he left things with his dad that their dad probably thinks that he hates him or, you know, before he died. And he said that he's not all right and that he knows that Dean's not all right either. And with that little nugget, he leaves Dean to continue working on the Apollo And then Dean just loses it. He grabs a crowbar. And he first, you know, there, Bobby's got kind of a, I don't know what you would call it. I don't, what is like a junkyard? There's like a bunch of discarded cars everywhere. So first he breaks the window of a car next to him. And I thought he was just going to keep banging on that car. But then he loses his ever-loving mind because he turns the crowbar on the Impala and starts beating the Impala for a good hot minute. (laughs) Um, You know something's not right if Dean is wrecking the car on purpose. Because that's his baby and he is hurting his baby. What is going on? And he finally stops, and that's where our episode ends. On a very angry, turmoil, Dean. Oh, man. So emotional. I give this episode four out of five Impalas. Natasha, what did you think?
1: It was uh, four and a half out of five. Uh the car went and drove up to the um, the bar <laughs> in that van. Oh my god. Oh yeah. <laughs> he said like, this is humiliating. He said, I feel like a freaking
0: soccer mom. <laughs> 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 I was like, No. <laughs> it was kind of weird seeing them not in the Impala. <laughs>
1: Uh, um, like you said, that episode, there you were kind <clears> of <throat> talking about their dad and um, and all that, and he's like Sam can ask him, like you know, you haven't talked about him yet. He's like, like, um, what do you want me to say? <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, we've all lost someone at some point. We always think about what if, you know, what if I had done this or what if I had done that or what if I didn't say this or what if I had said that um so that's so why I love these guys they're so great just makes me so invested in their their journey and this it, it hit
1: home because you know my dad passed away last year so like or not last year I'm sorry it's almost two years now um so um so, yeah, it's been a little rough. So I, I could feel Dean's pain. So um whenever he was telling Sam, he's like, "You and Dad, you know, um, y'all argued all the time, and all of a sudden you want to do it. You would have want it, you no." Know, he said, "I'm dealing with Dad. Then are you?" I was like, "Oh god!" I was like, "Oh." I was like, oh
0: yeah,
1: got, got me on. And at the end, I mean just way late into the car, I was like, like all that anger just finally came out. And I was like Yeah. It had to come out somewhere, so <laughs> and I was like I was like crying watching that scene. I was like, uh, so like now I know what he feels like. At least, you know, from that point of view, that grief and that anger so is finally coming out. I was crying, I was like, oh God, I'm like I uh, I understand. <laughs> I truly understand now so um, so besides the clown being freaky like the way they have the clown dressed up was really really good and really creepy but
0: yeah his costume was dingy i mean it was kind of similar to the new pennywise clown as far as colors go um and it was also just really dingy and he just looked kind of I don't know just that actor did a really good job because he struck me as really shady and kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah. And when
1: um, <laughs> Ash was about to look at the all that information and stuff them <laughs> V was like hey he's like He's a nice haircut.
0: He <laughs> was like, he was a mullet. <laughs> yeah. up front, party in the back. And he just did, does this little hair flick <laughs> on his way out. <laughs> so great. Um, my favorite quote from this episode is when Dean, Dean and Sam are at the carnival. Um, doing their little jobs or whatever. And uh Sam calls Dean and Dean <laughs> tells Sam, what's the matter? You sound like you just saw a clown. <laughs> 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 oh, oh I yeah. love it so much. It's so great.
1: <laughs> Whenever they um they're went to look for the owner of the Circus, uh, the little, little circus or whatever, and, <laughs> and um, Dean walked in. The blonde guy throwing knives, and <laughs> he just—of course, he can't see him from the front. But <laughs> he was like, "Excuse me, have you seen? I can't remember the guy's name. I think it was Cooper." So he turned around. <laughs> the guy's like, "Doesn't look like I've seen anything lately." <laughs> <was> like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then the. I'll see a little person, and a little person come in, and, and he's like, "Is there a problem in here?" And Dean's like, "No, we're just having a little misunderstanding." And he's like, little. <laughs> oh, yeah, that scene.
0: Oh. <laughs> and Sam
1: didn't help him at all.
0: Yeah, Dean's like, "Hey, a little help here," and Sam said, "Nope." <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then. I really like the part af- right after that when they go to Cooper's office to apply for the job. And right when they first walk in, they see two chairs. One's just a regular chair. And then this other chair is some weird wooden uh, chair that looks like a clown. And so <laughs> Deed. Dean- Grabs the normal chair and makes Sam sit in the clown chair, and he is so uncomfortable about it because he's essentially it. When you sit down in the chair, it looks like Sammy is sitting on a clown's lap, <laughs> <laughs> he's like sitting on the very edge of the sea. He's so uncomfortable. <laughs>
1: yes he's like ah ha ha that's for not helping me right oh man that whole little sequence oh man that was
0: hilarious i did find a couple of trivia things i thought were interesting from imdb um it says the first item seen in the haunted fun house is a yellow eyed demon ghost, which is a nod to Azazel, the yellow eyed demon. Which I did see it, but I it didn't register. Hey, that thing has yellow eyes. And then when I read this, I was like, Oh, yeah, <laughs> what this whole thing's about. They're trying to go after this yellow eyed guy. Um, this episode ends with In Memory of Our Friend Peter Ellis, who directed Bloody Mary. And the Benders from season one. So those were, oh, and the title um, is a classic um, it's from a classic song by Gary Lewis and the Playboys released in 1965. that's what 60, 67 but I was close <laughs> So close. Well, um, if IMDb is correct, it is 1965, you know, um, somewhere in there. Same decade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Then I guess I'll let Dean and Cass give everyone our socials. Stop by, tell us what you liked about this episode. And if you like, if you've liked, if you've enjoyed listening to our podcast, why don't you go ahead and... uh Give us a good little rating on on the whatever platform you're listening to. It'll really help our show out a lot and help it get out to more ears. And thanks so much for listening. And until next time, carry on, everyone. Thanks everybody for watching. This is Dean Winchester. Uh, don't forget to check out uh, Supernatural Speakeasy on Facebook, also Instagram at spn and then one of those little little underdash things and then speakeasy uh here's my buddy cast to read out the twitter uh dean i i don't really know what i'm doing here but uh follow these people on what is it uh twitter what's a twitter twitter at spn speakeasy